Welcome to the ongoing story of the Bible, Season 12, The Beginning and the End. We are now in the last Bible book, the Book of Revelation, written around 4,000 years from the beginning of creation. Over 60 years have passed since Jesus' death and resurrection. In 66 AD, Roman procurator Gessius Florus takes money from the temple in Jerusalem to pay for taxes. There is an uproar which he sends troops to quell, killing over 3,000 Jewish citizens. A revolt climaxes in an attack by Jewish zealots on the Roman fortress Masada. The temple captain shows his solidarity and stops daily sacrifices to Caesar. With Jerusalem in revolt, expelling and killing Roman troops, Judea and Galilee follow suit. The Roman governor, Cestus Callus, marches from Syria with 20,000 troops and mounts a six-month attack. When this fails, Emperor Nero sends General Vespasian to quell the rebellion in Judea and Galilee. Following Jesus' prophecies, many Christians flee across the River Jordan to Pella. When Nero dies, Vespasian vies for the role of emperor and puts his son Titus in charge of the war. Jerusalem is annexed and Roman forces use war machines to hurl boulders at the city walls. Eventually, the three layers of city walls are breached and Jews take refuge in the temple. As prophesied by Jesus before his death, in 70 AD, the Romans raise the temple to the ground. Captives are slaughtered or sold into slavery, while zealots hold out in Masada for a further three years. The revolt marks the end of the Jewish state and the end of temple worship. Episode 1 A Vision and Seven Letters Part 1 The story is now set from 90 AD and into the future. Groups of believers known as Ecclesia, Gatherings, the Church, have been growing in and around the Mediterranean. The message of the Gospel spreads by word of mouth and letter. Believers live in the expectation of Jesus' return to earth to bring judgment on all evil. Now on the island of Patmos, a man called John is exiled for sharing his unpopular beliefs about Jesus. Like many believers, John is persecuted for his belief that Jesus is Messiah, God's Son and the world's Saviour. One Sabbath, God's Holy Spirit takes control of John and he hears a voice which sounds like a trumpet. He is told to write down everything he sees and send letters to seven groups of believers in Turkey, then known as Asia Minor. John turns and looks at who is speaking and sees seven gold lampstands. Among them is a man wearing a full-length robe with a golden belt around his waist. His hair is white as snow, his eyes are blazing, his feet are like brass and his voice sounds like a waterfall. The man holds seven stars in his right hand and a sharp two-edged sword comes out of his mouth. John falls at the man's feet as though dead, but the man places his right hand on him. It is Jesus. Jesus has appeared and is dictating messages for his people. Jesus uses pictorial language, linking places to attitudes and motives. And he says, Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, but now I am alive forever and ever. I have authority over death and the world of the dead. 
Now Jesus explains that the seven stars are angels connected to the seven lamps, which are seven churches, ecclesia, the groups of gathered believers in Turkey. Jesus asks John to write down what he sees. The first writings are a letter to believers in Ephesus, one of the greatest seaports on the Aegean Sea at the mouth of the river Caister, at this time a centre of commerce, culture and the temple of the goddess Artemis. Three major roads leave the port east towards Babylon via Laodicea, north via Smyrna and south to the Meander Valley. To the angel of the church, the Ecclesia, in Ephesus, Jesus says, They are patient for his sake and have not given up, but they don't love him as they used to and must turn from their rebellion. Those who overcome will be able to eat fruit from the tree of life in God's garden. Now John writes a letter to believers in Smyrna, a Roman commercial centre with a port on the Aegean Sea, 35 miles north of Ephesus. To the angel of the church in Smyrna, Jesus says, They are poor, but they are really rich. He knows the troubles that they suffer and that some will be tested by being thrown into prison. But Jesus says to be faithful to him and he will give them life as their prize, the prize for victory. Now John writes a third letter to the believers in Pergamon. Pergamon is a centre of cultic healing on the river Caicos, with temples to the Greek medical gods Asclepius, the god Serapis, the composite of Greek and Egyptian deities, and to the emperor Trajan. To the angel of the church in Pergamum, Jesus says, they did not abandon their faith even when one of them was killed, but some have adopted teachings of the false prophet Balaam by eating food offered to idols and are involved in sexual immorality. Jesus says to turn from their sins or he will come and fight against them with the sword from his mouth and to those who overcome, he will give some of the hidden manna. He will give them a white stone with a new name on, only knowable to the one receiving the stone. You can read these letters in the book of Revelation chapters 1 and 2. Throughout the story, God makes declarations and promises. His promises are unbreakable and called covenants. Now, to each of the groups of believers that Jesus addresses, he gives a promise. If they overcome, by surrendering to him, they will receive everlasting life. In the book of Numbers, chapters 22 to 24, people's motives are tempted and exposed in the story of Balaam, and locations in the Bible and their geographical features provide the backdrop and even character for stories. For example, deserts, places of exile, solitude, reflection and testing. Mountains, places of revelation and meeting with God. Rivers, places of life, provision and cleansing. Listen in for the next instalment of the ongoing Bible story. These podcasts, called Full Circle, are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators, some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.